Well, well, well. Back in studio. Studio and back. Wait a second. Now we can hear you. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, so this is Talking Noise at Noon. And yeah, there will be talking today. And yeah, I guess the music is a little noisier. Um, before we get into the show, I am so honored, pleased, privileged to have debuted my best friend's song, Downhill. Hi, Felix. Maybe we'll get him in the studio one day. He kind of shy, y'all. And if you know what he looks like, yeah, that's a shy man. And if you're hearing this, <laughs> don't text my phone. <laughs> anyway, um, I love to deflect with humor, which is why Tom Marcy is uh, actually hosting my show today, and I am the guest. And keep it in check going on everybody this is tnn talking noise at noon 
I'm your guest resident host, Tom Marcy, here to fill in for Lionel J. Vance, who is otherwise occupied as the guest this week. Yes. Um, so sometimes I need to be honest with myself, and this is my first time back in the studio after announcing that I will be continuing the show as a solo host, or I should say returning to my show as a solo host. Yeah, I'm, I'm navigating. Okay. Um, what better way to do that than with another guest host? <laughs> Sometimes we can ask ourselves the hard questions, but we can't answer them honestly to ourselves. So um, this is why Tom is here today. And uh, now I'm going to stop talking and Tom is going to introduce the guests. That's why what's going on. You were listening Downhill by Felix. New song just dropped. This is Talk and Noise at Noon on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. If you're new here, this is a bi-weekly Wednesday afternoon two-hour show uh, where some talking happens, some noise happens, and it sure is noon. Uh, my name is Tom Marcy. I'm the special guest this week. We're the special guest host this week, and our special guest for TNN today, you know them, you love her, as the amazing sound tech at SF Soma Arts, the house manager at Counterpulse, the uh, in-studio artist uh, at Root Division. You also know them for their other show at Lower Grand Radio in Oakland every second Saturday at 11 a.m., The Pantry. And of course, the... said titular but that's not correct because your name's not in the show the host of this current show talking noise at noon this is lana j bands otherwise known as i almost said your name oh do you my, use your name or no my full government name no no i mean like was like you know your name was on like the sutro flyer would you like your name to be introduced to bff people oh yeah oh hello everybody my name is leilani taylor <laughs> I was going to say Lonnie Taylor, but yeah, 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 yeah. totally. <laughs> Lonnie I'm- is our special guest today, and I think our goal and intentions of the show today is to let um, a different interviewing medium, myself, uh, be a conduit for Lonnie to reflect and uh, reflect on their own experience with this show, with their art, with their output, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we're here to do today. And if Lonnie tries to deflect with humor. I am famously very serious, and I will <laughs> reel them back in. The most serious DJ I know. <clears throat> Stone face DJ. Yeah, that's what they call me, which is transphobic. Uh- <laughs> oh my god, okay. We Don't have worry. 10 seconds before the next track. Um, here's some songs that I listen to when I feel lost and angry. Here's some songs that Lonnie listens to when she was lost and angry. Stay locked. <laughs> We're here till 2 p.m. Friend. 
got some tickets to see that.
I love that you have speaking music selected out. You always have like tracks ready. Oh, I have a whole playlist. I usually just let a song like play out under our voices or something, um, but it's never orchestrated that way. And you do use the same song because I recognize the song from the last time I was here. Okay, can I be irritating as fuck? Only if it's quick because I'm going to interview about those songs. Um, one of the things that I learned when I took my first radio class is to make yourself more appealing as a radio host, find music that contrasts Mm. Um, behind like that contrasts your vocal register mm. and dun, 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 uh, any hums and like environmental noise that's just necessary gets cut out so you don't have to do like post production there you go that's really interesting when did you take your first radio class uh, 2018 that's a doubly interesting because that in sequentially speaking um uh, succeeds the two songs you just listened to. So, Time Moves Slow by Bad Bad Not Good. That came out in July of 2016. And Bort- oh. Boredom by Tyler the Creator came out in July of 2017. And the following year, you, it sounds like you took your first radio class. And it is... Um, I sound like an astrologer. Like It all makes sense. No, it does. Okay. So, I feel like if you want me to elaborate... So, yeah, I feel I like... I do. <laughs> yes, please. Every July... I feel like I hit existential crisis. Um, Is that where we're at right now? I guess that's why you're having someone interview about your own show. Yeah. And okay. I'm like, okay, cancer season. That's my Mars. Mm. Um, Mars, the planet of aggression. And I feel like it's also your planet of like how you move through the world. Like it's your approach to things. Sure. And so people are like, oh, you have a lot of initiative. You have a lot of this and that. And I was like, yeah, when I'm comfortable, but if I'm uncomfortable, I'm like freaking out and like I'm second guessing myself and I'm overanalyzing everything. I'm trying to make sure I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. And so the first time I heard boredom, okay, so that was, okay, boredom was 2017. 2017. Ooh, I felt like I had lost all my friends. Sure. And I had moved out of my first big apartment like the first apartment that I like signed a full ass lease on and I had built like a life there and it was right it was literally the day after I played the 4th of July which is always kind of like family reunion time for me so don't worry there's another talk guy <laughs> um I felt really displaced in my own life and I was moving back into the dorms so I had to downsize things that people like left in the house Mm. as well as just like my own just pile of things where I was like I'm gonna get to this project I'm gonna get to that project and all I could do was sit with like my interests and get through the summer semester and process and so I found myself walking a lot. I was broke as fuck. So I was just like eating grilled cheese and strawberries. Oh, yeah. Summer themes. I eat hella strawberries in July. Well, I mean, this all this all revolves back to like uh, dilly dallying, not procrastinating, but just, um, I mean, those two songs, right? Time Moves Slow and Boredom are both uh, like anthems about lingering and empty space and what we are doing when left to our own devices and lingering where i don't uh where i'm not what is it lingering where i'm not wanted actually 
Letting it linger when you shouldn't. <laughs> well, but and, and it's interesting that you say that um, July is a time of existentialism for you. I think it makes total like circuitous sense that now uh, five July's later we're doing this interview. Um, I'm like, where am I going? And I think that you know, it's interesting that that then leads. These songs lead into you taking your first radio class, taking into leading into having a radio show, leading into reflecting on your own radio show. I want to ask you about the origins of this show, Talking Noise at Noon, and where it came from and what you wanted, what what you set out to do when it began. And I want to challenge you, if the song ends and we have dead air, I think people should hear you, whether or not there's music playing. I think Period. people should hear your answer. You should not cut yourself off. Period. Let them hear how you feel about it, regardless of if there's elevator music under it. The fact that you listen to my show. Um, <laughs> wow. Tom Marcy said, I'm a read. I'm a read you. Um, your show was the first BFF show I listened to. I mean, that's just true. I had a feeling I was going to cry today, which is great. Um, <laughs> happy full moon, everybody. Happy full moon. Um, okay. I think this ties into time moves slow. So I had a habit of fostering relationships, people building homes with people that didn't necessarily want that mutually. Mm. And that song. Okay. So July. I had just bought groceries for my whole house. I bought like a pound of strawberries and I like made myself a little like dipping plate and I was just sitting there and this song came on. Like it was, I was listening to the album. So Time Moves Slow comes on and I'm like smoking a backwood, eating these strawberries. And I like put my feet up on my desk because I'm in the middle of doing summer school homework. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why the fuck do I have four, like, I have two classes and I'm taking them twice a week and they're on opposite days of each other. In the summer? With one, Yeah, I was taking like this rapid succession of classes and I felt like I had no time to breathe. Mm. And so like my screen was up right in front of me and I was just like, this is, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's when I decided I didn't want to do fashion anymore. Sure. I was like, I don't want to go through this like grueling thing just to prove that like I know something about clothes when like I know clothes you know mm. and then I was like the whole thing that inspired me to do fashion was like the environment around it so it was the event production it's the music and I started seriously like considering making music and then after I finished my homework I told myself if I get through the semester I'm gonna like as I get through this semester, I'm going to see what my options are. Cause I'd already researched like processing my classes mm -hmm. and what was available. And I'd already started DJing. Mm -hmm. I'd been DJing for about a year, but I wanted to start making music and making sound stuff again. Mm. Uh, Cause I did briefly when I was 18, but then my computer snapped in half. <laughs> so it's like, I get discouraged and it's like, I think about the lingering of like the relationship and like the repression mm. The repression of being like, okay, this relationship doesn't work as it is. Yeah. So it needs to change. Um So we're in a we're in a lingering summer. You are you've given yourself a four weekday work schedule for classes in the summer, and you have an an existential backdoor pilot via fashion 
to get into music. Mm -hmm. Now, where do we land here at BFF with Talk and Noise at Noon? I like that music is a caravan. Mm. It's a language and it's a caravan for so many other forms of expression. And like, it's wild how I know so many people who will be like, they'll come up to me when I play music, like at parties and they'll be like, I heard this song one time because of this and this and this. And I'm like, wow, I see that for you. And then. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll tell people like, oh, yeah, like I heard this song when I was 10 and I was just at the grocery store and I was like singing along. Mm. So you build this like moment of instant community. But then it's like there's a comfortable distance as well. Mm. So, yeah, with music, you can be as intimate or as attached as you want to be. And then I also think that you kind of have to sneak your veggies in. You have to sneak your veggies into the like dinner plate <laughs> while you're, yeah, you have to sneak your veggies into the dinner plate for the kids who are like, nah, I don't want the broccoli, but it's like, nah, you need the nutrients, bub. So um, this show, I kind of wanted to play really cool tracks that I probably wouldn't play in the club. And I wanted to also give like the origin stories of it. But at first it started off as a trap radio show and that was tied to my feelings of why the fuck are black people just like not appreciated? Mm. Like why are we so undervalued like in Corpus? But in every other aspect, it's like we're, we're literally everywhere. Like how people talk, how people adapt like their methods, like every fucking thing. And it's also just like, how are we also infantilized and always having to prove why we want to do something? Mm. So in a weird way, it was kind of like a clap back to the trauma of being a fashion student, because mm. when I got that fuck ass degree, <laughs> I really wanted to study fashion journalism, but they didn't offer it. I wanted to double major. Couldn't do it. I had to finesse it. And even when I was like questioning the gender binary in design, they were just like, you need to pick one. Do you want to like I was told, do you want to design for feminine men or butch women? And I was like, why can't? Oh, I was like, why can't there be both? And I always had visual proof of what was happening in New York. And like, I always had my thumb on like these people that I thought were really just like tastemakers. And like, we now know of these people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, like, whenever somebody comes to town, I'm like, this person. Da, 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 da. And if you're one of those people of, I'm just a fan. I'm not weird. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's, it sounds like um, that, like I was saying, you know, back to our pilot from fashion leads you to music, more generally noise. And it sounds like noise for you that holds all of these things that you were either seeking or frustrated about. It's a vessel of time. It's a vessel of community. Exactly what you said. It's a vessel it's a uh, vessel of a lot of smoking sessions. There you go. A vessel of existence is what you just said is like, why are, why why do we not, why do I not exist in this way that I should or I should have access to? Um, so, I mean, that's just, I, I knew this started as a, a trap talk show or a trap radio show rather, um, but it's great to hear you expand on that and say the words. I think with the introduction of, Kenny as a host, I was forced to realize that like I was doing the very thing that was being done to me 
And I really enjoyed that part of co-hosting in terms of like his song selection and his perspective, especially because he's more of a film. Mm. Like, yeah, I think his medium outside of music is definitely film. Like 10 out of 10. Insane film buff. Yeah. Me. <laughs> me me too. I I can't watch movies. <laughs> I'm like the, I'm like Barbara on Abbott Elementary when she's like, oh, yes, that's Orlando Bloom in such and such. And it was really like Orlando Brown. And yeah, just butchering the lines and the child. No, I'm like Barbara from Abbott Elementary when she doesn't realize she's becoming TikTok famous. Do you ever seen that episode? Um, or I forget Quintus character's name in Abbott Elementary, but. Janine. Janine. Janine, like, makes her, like, a TikTok star to get funding for the school. And yes. Barbara's just like, oh, the kindness is strange. <laughs> she has no idea that she's, like, TikTok viral. <laughs> I see that for you. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 um, I got distracted. I love Abbott Elementary. <laughs> Me too. Okay, I can watch TV shows, but I, like, mm. movies, damn, you got to be a special kind of person to get me to watch a movie. Sure the fuck do. <laughs> Listen, I... I, I I want to say consciously, thank you very much for letting silence ring and letting the people hear your voice and talk about the origin of the show. I think it's very important. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, um, I, you know, cue up the next song. We'll get back to it. You're listening to BFF.FM. I'm your guest host for TNN today, Tom Marcy. And we are interviewing the usual host of TNN, Lonnie Taylor. <laughs> Stay locked. Um, enjoy the Switchfoot track. I might be crying in the background.
Please sing along if you know the words.
feel like this is the track that has the crazy uh like intro. Uh, we have technology. Do 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 do. Exactly. That <laughs> What's going on, Tana and listeners? You're listening to BFF.FM Best Frequencies Forever. This is Talk and Noise at Noon, a 2-hour Wednesday afternoon show. You just heard Men to Live by Switchfoot and Fall to Pieces by Velvet Revolver. I am your guest host, Tom Marcy, and we are interviewing the usual host, Lonnie Taylor, about the show mm-hmm. and her output. Now, I wanted to ask you because we went from the sort of like melancholy, vapor wavy, existential tunes to some, um, as you self described, pretty emo shit. Yeah. And it, it felt like <clears throat> it was a natural, I think. <clears throat> Something that you do very well because this is not kissing your ass. Something that you do very well because you're so like studied is that you curate um, a playlist, for example, and it has uh, a natural progression of emotion and experience without you really even thinking about it, which I think is so cool. And what I noticed is that we moved from elements of existentialism and time to really like what these two songs are about is like survival, is like existing despite it all. Um, you were quite literally describing to me that the music video of the Velvet Revolver song, in which the the lead singer ODs and all the bandmates have to help him, um, and I'm I'm curious that in, in you know, I feel like I'm gonna interview Kurt Cobain in the '90s here. I'm gonna ask a really stupid question, maybe, but I'm curious about what survival means to you in the face of like art and your artistic output. It's kind of a big question. But. Oh wow, this is a good one. Um. <laughs> this is a, a really great time where I'm like, <laughs> Saturn is returning. Ha ha ha. So I'm about to be 29. And I think the thing that I learned about astrology and the Saturn return specifically is like your belief systems. They will like crumble. And I like the, the idea that every seven years you're a completely different human being, like atomically. I think about that and I'm like, I'm always comparing. I'm always seeing what parts stay the same. And it's always like something very metaphysical or very spiritual. And so survival for me has always been live up to expectations or actually exceed expectations, perform well, be benevolent. Mm. But like reciprocity doesn't come from that. And it's usually self-sacrificing. And then it's also just like, becoming hyper aware through getting a shitty fashion degree um (laughs) like being becoming hyper aware of like the tropes that are placed on black women like i i wasn't born radicalized Mm -hmm. and like i was actually raised in a conservative state i'm from phoenix y'all uh phoenix arizona and is there another phoenix i feel like there is i just don't remember where okay moving on sorry you stipulated i was so curious yeah so Like, I've had a lot of these experiences where, like, I didn't learn that, I guess, like, emotional harm and just, like, not right things were done to me until I had time to sit and process. Mm. And then it also, the more I became informed about, not to sound, like, corny, how the body keeps the score, like, the more I started to understand how these things physiologically occur and the difference culturally like for instance black people tend to read as irritable but that could mean anxiety depression or like 
like full blown just like ugh, stress mm-hmm. and it's like we can't really control that like everybody has like a different way everybody has a different default emotion yeah. but it's the fact that like we're villainized and then antagonized and then villainized and then antagonized and then like epigenetics like learning about all of that shit I was like fuck there's always gotta be something like there's always gotta be something but damn you can just damn that's crazy sometimes Mm. so thinking about survival like playfulness is survival yeah thinking about like i don't think we need luxury i think we just need access to resources and like decadence i kind of okay i'm a little bit of a hedonist but i feel like decadence is owed (laughs) Say it again. Decadence is owed. Decadence is owed. Can you expand on that? Um, for instance, I like when I said I was broke as fuck. Mm. Like every time <laughs> I have been like, damn, I only got eleven dollars for groceries. I'm like, I'm still like, I'm not gonna eat fucking just top ramen and buy like hella top ramen. I'm gonna split it and be like half produce, half ramen, canned fish. And like make sure. like a full ass meal. Like if if I'm in a situation where like Wi-Fi will get cut off mm. or I have to eat, I am going to spend $75 on eating. And I think this is where like a lot of people kind of misunderstand my approach to things is because like I found out that I'm gluten intolerant at the age of 24, at my brokest. Mm. I was paying for my last year of school. <laughs> and so I was just like, fuck, okay. Um, I can get like gluten-free bread from work, but it's like like sliced bread. But I was like, no, I am going, I'm gonna eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to take care of myself and like to know that I'm upcharged because of something that I can't control sure. is like, Man, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> every day I wake up and I be like, man, fuck y'all at capitalism. That's what you just said, though. Playfulness. I mean, I understand what you're saying now. Decadence is playfulness, and playfulness in the face of survival is, um, I like the word you use, owed. It's it's necessary. You're entitled to it. I mean, I've seen my very black matriarchs give everything to their families, and then it kind of just becomes this thing where that in itself becomes an addiction. And then they have nothing for themselves other than accolades. And this isn't just like my story. Like I've witnessed this from other people. Like I know this is a shared experience. It fucking sucks because once again, epigenetics and then like the environment where it's like, it is expected of me to act with decorum, Mm. even when someone is downright being a, a fuck ass fool, like to me, I'm gonna go bad. Like, and I've had to say that recently. And I feel like sometimes indulging in anger is very fucking decadent. Sure. So we're speaking on indulgence and playfulness. And I know that your track is ending and we're going to let it end. I'm letting that shit end. All right. (laughs) I want, I want this to lead into the next question because, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, you started to mention, you know, the positives of having a co-host and things like that. And I'm really curious now that we're talking about it, it. I think it's, it's, um, uh, synergistic that um, 
when I asked you about survival in the, uh, with artistic output, you first went to playfulness and, and honestly a positive optimistic outlook, I would argue. Uh, what are the things about this show that you really love and that your experience with it that you, you has brought you a lot of joy from this show? And if, yeah, focus on those things. What are those things? Share it with us. So uh, the selfish part that brings me joy is the fact that I get to share basically like my daily listening because Mm -hmm. when I unexpectedly became a DJ professionally, I'd been DJing just like in my bedroom and at my friend's house parties. And I would say family gatherings for about three years before I started like going full blown, full Monty. And like I had even done college radio. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going with this? Uh, you did not expect to become DJ professionally doing it full college radio. I tried so hard. Like I, I would volley back and forth. It would be very like this polarized thing where it's like, I'm only going to play what I actually listen to out and about Mm -hmm. because people need to hear it. Or it would be this thing. Like once I was playing shows like at least twice a month, Mm. I was like, I don't want, like I, I wanted something that felt like it was for me, especially because I realized like there would be people that would recognize me. And I felt like, like I felt like I had no privacy. Mm-hmm. in some way or it's like oh there's too much access or like oh but it's like that's parasocial um so when i one thing i liked about this show was that i had an opportunity to not have to mix and i could talk about what i listen to and play what i listen to just casually and it is funny because i am a casual club music listener i listen to a lot of uk club music and that was my introduction into like really understanding where I want to go with my like own production style of music. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> sure. So I love that. I love that this provided the same structure that I had of being committed to something weekly. Yes. I the agree. way, Oh, the way we did in college, like my friends that I did uh, shout out to the cocoa power hour. Uh, the friend, my friends that I did that group show with, it was like, I got to spend individual time with each person because each person ran a different part of Mm -hmm. production of the show. So it's like I would spend time with the writer. I would spend time with Shamari, who would also write and help me DJ. Um, I was teaching Dustin how to edit. And then we would all come together and like do oh cat with the visuals, with the logistics, all of that, like it would just be so nice to just like have these like little mini dates and then us all coming together and then like doing the show. Mm. And then there was a time where like, I was so sick. I couldn't come to the studio and they recorded without me. And I was like, so scared. Cause I was just like, I want to be a part of the family table. Sure. So a weekly engagement like this on BFF kind of is reminiscent of those, uh, experiences of like connectivity to others Mm -hmm. totally i think that's a great answer but that was also the thing that kept me actually finished like it kept me on track to finish my degree because if i wasn't a student in good standing i wouldn't have had access to that space Mm. yeah (laughs) because academy don't play about yanking your ass out of a fucking class so i'm hearing (laughs) um 
<laughs> they don't. Oh, it's <laughs> embarrassing. Should, uh, it's... You're so right. Ugh. I'm hearing, uh, you know, the. I mean, you said selfish, and I don't think that's wrong, but uh, and I hesitate to say the word valid, but legitimate reasons of um, wanting to play the music that you play to yourself with everybody else, and also wanting to, you know, uh, reemphasize those elements of connection in your life. Is there anything else about this specific show, TNN, that has brought you joy or continues to bring you joy? Amanda. Mm. Tell everybody who that is if, if they don't know. Okay, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda is the founder of the station. And like every time I'm like, what am I doing with this show? She's just like, just do you. Like the first thing she told me when I was training was, you don't have to do the same thing all the time. Mm. You can let the show be. And like, I know so much about the DJs who've like kind of come before me here where it's like now like they're touring and they're doing something completely different than this, but they started off here. Like Mm -hmm. we have a lot of community history here that we don't know about. Like you wouldn't know about that in passing because sure these people might not talk about it now, or you might not get the chance to talk about, talk about it with them because you're in the club or like, you know, it's just not the right place, the right time. But she was just like, whenever you feel like you need to pivot, do it. Like, no one is going to judge you for that. And like, we have so much access. So I'm like, in a way, it's a little overwhelming, but I'm always grateful to be able to be like, wait, you're right. Like, there is someone here who has done this for nine years. (laughs) Yeah, like damn near a decade. And like, who has written a handbook so that I can literally do this the way, like I can learn the way I actually learn, which is by like researching, applying, mm-hmm. going back to the drawing board, and I can do it in real time. Like I think this show has, it's it's in its adolescence, like we're four seasons in, but fuck, like I can listen to like a full tracking of who I was when I started, and then it's like I've gotten really loose. Yeah. And I like that. That's shout out to you, Amanda. Amanda is the founder of BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. It is really, it really is an, an amazing. As somebody who also has a show here, you're so right. It's an amazing place that has a force of a, a leader like that to give so much access and so much um, encouragement for us to do exactly what Lonnie just said, which is whatever we want. Um, and it's really wonderful and special, and it's great to hear you talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that because the way it started was just like, I really feel like when you meet somebody and it, or like when you have that access to people where it's like, oh, I know somebody that knows somebody and then you're here, it's like being Mm -hmm. admitted into like a not so secret secret club. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Here we are in the secret alley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like how that happened I was just like, wow, you really took a chance on me. Like, because mm-hmm. they didn't have a rap show. Every show that I've done at some point has been the first of its kind. So I also am just like, <laughs> we're fucking around and we're finding out everybody. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. And it does feel very vulnerable. But then I also get like really nice DMs from people and they're like, oh, you know, you said this and this and this and you brought this person on. 
and it's that shared experience. I think that's a really beautiful thing about this show, too, or people have sent me tracks. It's reflective of the reasons you're here, connectivity. You, you said it already. It's, um, and I agree wholeheartedly. It's, it's one of the main reasons why, you know, if every uh, club and renegade shuts down, I would, st- I would be okay because I have radio. And I have my kitchen. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'd be eating way better. <laughs> well, you know, we're... My eating patterns get fucked up when I go out, y'all. This, this is a good, consistent place. I feel like because I, I'm, you know, I'm here every Monday afternoon, and I I know to um, either, like, bring a snack, or I know where the, the nearest snack is from here, so it's, it's a good... Uh, I think what you were talking earlier, regardless, not regardless, but including the elements of connectivity, like a weekly engagement, like oftentimes when people talk, refer to me and my BFF show, I'm sure you get this too. They're like, wow, I just don't know if I could commit to a week. And I I personally feel like it's, it's weirdly like lower maintenance than a less frequent commitment because Because you're exercising the muscle. Yeah. It's so, it's so in my routine that I don't even really have to think too hard about it. And it feels like so good to access. This show started to come naturally in terms of like, and and medias res. Um, it's a writing term for like in the moment or just like in the action. Uh, I stopped feeling like I had to find things to talk about mm. when I could just talk about things that are going on in my head and that I'm noticing and feeling that other people kind of are experiencing too. And you can just throw it out into the air. Like it's like subtweeting. And I do like that about this. Radio is subtweeting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm changing my name to DJ down bad. DJ down bad. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know, on Monday, my guest was Nena, um, our mutual friend. And we were because t- I there's some shows opening up here at BFF show slots. Please tell and me they're going to do a show. I want Nena too. I think it would be really cool if Nena had a call in show like, you know, that they were we were talking about this old show from the 90s raw time where that goth woman would take like local calls from like people just complaining about her and she would just like talk shit and like none of that's perfect for you like i would love if you had a call show on bff where people could just call you and talk to you i think that's so fabulous um but i we were just talking about how uh the, the the element of this is of like getting to know people or befriending them or making them your enemy you know like those kind <laughs> those... yes because oh yeah i had an angry july last july yeah but like that that avenue of human connection you know g- good or bad positive or negative friend or enemy is um invaluable here i think it's why we we come back to it every week and you know we, we have about an hour left we're halfway through you have a two-hour show this is so much fun oh, I, yes. by now on my show i would be like okay bye <laughs> we have to go <laughs> we out you know, that was the thing, too. I like that it's two hours. Okay, this is, the I think, my last point about one thing that is so great about this was it's a weekly show, but I buy weekly. Sure. And Read the fine print. <laughs> hear you, baby. So, T on that is, my first few episodes, because I was going so fucking hard on the rap research, respectability politics are a motherfucker. But... <clears throat> With that, I built this habit of being like, oh, 
no, like I want to give you a full rundown. And then I thought I was like, wow, this is a lot to do in a seven day turnaround. And I have multiple jobs. So I was like, wait a minute. You cannot like I meaning me to myself, you Mm -hmm. cannot be talking about slowing down and still try to maintain that hurry culture pace. Make your show biweekly. Just air rerun, like rerun last week's episode in between and let people chew on shit. Like if you're going to talk shit about people who are constantly churning out shit just to like feel something. And I mean, there's a time and a place. This is nuanced. But I'm just saying like just to feel literally relevant in the context of like a system that does not fucking work. Yeah. Take that step back. And so it was really hard. So just like I said, having that weekly commitment to be like, yes, I'm going to show up every week. I also had to hold myself accountable and be like, well, what is the quality of it? Which like you're showing up. Sure. And that's for anybody, because if I'm allowing other people to bail on me or not bail on me, but just like put themselves first rather Mm. or just be like, hey, I know I said, yeah, but actually I'm not feeling it. Like, I should allow that for myself. 100%. I agree with that. And so even toying with like, you know, when is this going to end? It might not ever. Like, do I have a cap on it? Like, no. But it's just like, if you're ever considering marriage, think about divorce. Mm. Period. Like, everything dies. But it's not like this like morbid thing. It's just like a, all right. It's it's eventual, and um, despite however boundless and like flexible the show can be, it, you, what you just said, yeah, it's eventual that everything ends. But that is kind of beautiful about it. I feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm next week. I think is my fortieth episode, and I flirty forty, flirty and forty. And when I hit a year in September, I I think I I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna scale back to every other week. Uh. But I just wanted to be able to do that one year and say, yeah, I did a, a weekly year radio shows. But I was also just going to say, oh, God, we have to get back. I want to listen to more of your music. <laughs> I just wanted to say that something you said really struck with me about um, give them something to chew on. Because we live in a... Uh, okay, I also I have so much I want to say, but I'm the interviewer, <laughs> so I should shut up. But I, I, I want to say, first and foremost, I think it's very valuable. You know, not to pull back the curtain, but we talked about previous to the show like what are the things you wanted to you know what points did you want to touch on about the show and everything that you gave me I thought one of the most important things that for people listening to the show for people who might want to do radio people who just love music and noise who love the things that you're talking about it's important to hear why you love this because we we could sit here and focus on the fears or the regrets or something like that but I, I think what is really important is that people hear why it is good to do this and why it is helpful and what ma- what makes people happy to do it. Um, that being said. Uh, <laughs> That's a really good point because yeah. I just had a thought. Like when you, when you ask me about my intentions, it's a feeling. Mm. I forget the word for when you don't have a word to describe a feeling. I know this. That's so. I know what you meta. mean though. Yeah. But. The feeling that I initially had when I was thinking up the show was when you put a song on and it just instantly transports you to a moment 
and you're like, ah, like, like, like that's the only thing you can say. Or you could just, you just close your eyes and you snap or you clap and you're like, mm, yup. And for that, like split, like for the, like the duration of the song, you are there, you're held. And then you're just like, okay, that was nice. You know, I, um, in May, I got to interview Ika, otherwise known as Ghost Milk, when they put out their EP, Ghost Milk EP. Hi. And I think Ika's birthday. Yeah, happy belated birthday. It was Ika's birthday yesterday. But, um, Ika says something about, uh, being a time traveler and how that relates to music and artistic output. And I, what you just said, you know, and we said it already, but like how music is vessels of time and memory. And I think that doing shows like these can be, uh, I'm traveling in a way you get to revisit stuff or you have guests on and you let them revisit something and you get to go with them, which is super cool. Well, also really quick, what I wanted to say before we get back to music is that we live in a world of DJs who play live shows, who produce, who, who have um, their toes and, and, and hands and feet in, <laughs> in the nightlife scene and, and not necessarily in, in the radio scene. And there's a lot of, opinions and thoughts and talking shit and and friendship and connection and great things and bad things but um what i find really honestly untouchable is uh, a presence in radio that is uh humanizing and mm. um uh yeah i think humanizing is the word like to to, to know that I, I do a show where i just want people to come in and share and I do it from stations that I know, that I trust, um, that don't support Zionism, uh, that do a whole lot of things. I, I, I just feel, I don't feel untouchable. That sounds silly, but I just feel like th- those things in my life, like they have nothing to do with like what your opinion is about hitting the sync button when you play live or, or uh, that the Ooh. opener should play slower or something. I'm like, I don't give a fuck here. I'm like, this is radio, baby. <laughs> This is why I had Tom Marcy interview me because you just narrated the psychosis that being on Twitter induces for me. As I had well to put the as- phone down yesterday. It was it was disturbing me. All sometimes I just output on Twitter, and then I feel like people are like this bitch is crazy, and I'm like I am. Um, <laughs> but you'll know that after you hear uh, these next. And give it three or four songs. Reminder this is BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. You're listening to Talk and Noise at Noon TNN. I am the special guest host, Tom Marcy. We are interviewing Lonnie Taylor, otherwise known as Lonald J. Bands, who is your usual host of the show. We have about an hour left. What are we playing, Lonnie? Ooh, we're going to play I Follow Rivers by Like Lee, some James Blake, some Crystal Castles, because that's for 17 year old me. That was a lost girl. <laughs> wow. Oh, we'll talk about her. And uh, Ghost Poet, which was actually like my my introduction to fucking UK music. Okay, period. Stay tuned. If you know the words, sing along.
Hi, I cried to the song on the bus today.
shenanigans have brought me here while I'm crying out loud and I'm feeling quite sorry for myself. I need to check my health, cause I ain't mashing no one but myself, self, self, self. I know we fuss and fight, yeah, a little bit. I've had a couple drinks for a little bit. I'm begging you, just carry me.
Wow. We were talking about plotting and scheming. Actually, when Nana was here on Monday, we were doing the same thing. Nana into the microphone said, oh, I want to scheme more. <laughs> I was like, me too. I saw him last night and I said, if I had known you were going to be here, I would have made us grimace shakes. I will, the reason that Nana was talking about that is because after we left here on Monday, it was like, yeah, we have to go. Went to McDonald's and they were like, it's done. It's done. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. They were like, I feel like, because usually with McDonald's, if they end a promotion, like they halted it because they were getting bad press. Mm. And what the bad press was is the convulsions. I just feel like it was good marketing though. I'm like, and it wasn't even like people were marketing for it. Like people were marketing for them. It's not like someone on their team did it. They were just like, like you know, this is a good so idea dark. Is if people drank it and then they fake died. Um, okay, we were just listening to Free Time by Kenna, which was preceded by Cash and Carry Me Home by Ghost Bullet, which was preceded by Pap Smear by Crystal Castles, which was preceded by We Might Feel Unsound by James Blake, which we was shall do. finally preceded by I Follow Rivers by Lake Lee. We delved into these last five songs. We departed from our, our emo uh, uh, grungy survival into a more indie ambience. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me think of uh somber optimism it makes me think of friendship it makes me think of road trips and when i think of all these things like you know these relationships with other people you've obviously been hosting this show for as you said this is the fourth season you've had people come on the show before are there any i'm not not one's better than the other but are there any memorable moments that stick out to you uh with guests that you had and like respectfully don't talk about mine just because I'm here. Oh, cha- oh, thank you, Tom. <laughs> I was like, what? Even though okay. our episode was amazing, but like, what, are there any moments or memories that stand out to you about when you had guests on? You know, there are a lot of moments that make me feel childlike wonder and that make me want to do another episode with someone else. Mm. And when those ideas start flowing, that's when I'm like, oh, this is fire as fuck. Um, Michael, chemist. Sorry, I'm... Ooh. I'm sorry, I'm airing your government out there. Uh, <laughs> hi. Hi, Kemi. Hi, Kemi. Go to Elsewhere. When is it? Next week? I think it's July 21st. Chemist yeah. is playing with Bastian Goat, Tomo DJ, and Munza in New York. Um, check it out on Munza's Instagram. M-E-N-G-Z-E. Munza. Oh, yeah. We had sandwiches together. Yeah, you did at Lower Grand. Wow. Really? Okay. Yes, that episode, it was very... It was very affirming mm. because I was like, pioneer shouldn't be industry standard. And he was just like, yeah, you damn fucking right. And just like, <laughs> uh, go back and listen to the episode is called Henny and Science. But it's also been like the moment I met him, we were just like, oh, you're my favorite person. Mm. And it was really nice. Like we share, we make jokes about this all the time. We share a collective like like brain cell but like sure. ours is like full-blown iCloud synced I love that and so what about that episode sticks out to you it was just the fact that like it's like yeah this is what I did I've been making music for like a decade and I'm like yeah like you started this when you were 17 and in a lot of ways my admiration for this man is like I know the doubt 
that a lot of people overcome mm. to do this. And he has been very just like candid and straightforward about that. Mm -hmm. But to know the level of his work, like I don't care if I have access to your shit for free, I pay for it because like, God damn, it's so good. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I got like to briefly DJ <laughs> with him <laughs> at Lower Grand and it was just like, hey, how do you use the effects? How do you like, like, what was the introduction of vinyl? It was really him and Bert mm. that kind of like were like, yeah, you you really get a lot more grace with spinning records. And it was just like, after that, I felt more playful again. Mm. And to like, stop only relying on acapellas to do big blends. Okay. And just like his taste in music is so, in a, in a weird way, it's like, he's kind of like everything I want to be. Mm. <laughs> Sure. I don't think that's. I'm, I'm so embarrassed, but I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm simping. I think it's. I think it's cool to know that you have guests on that are emblematic of things that you either aspire to or you highly value in the art, artistic realm that we live in. I don't think it's weird. Oh fuck yeah! And I think there was another episode, an episode when I guess that when we had my dad on, mm. because my dad is like one of the biggest people that I have just like analytical conversations around music with, but like my dad is the person that introduced me to Bjork. My dad is the person that taught sure. me it was okay to just like hop around and listen to like, like my dad is the king of mix CDs. So if you really want to like attribute my playlisting abilities, Charles Taylor, oh, July, July 29th, Leo King, <laughs> that's my dad. And he was just like so nervous. He took an edible before he came on the show. Mm. And he was like, um, uh, can I say that I'm uh? And I was like, my dad has stoned everybody. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm no longer on anesthesia, so I'm not loopy. But he I was just like sitting there with me, picking out music for the sets that I was gonna play after I like was done recovering from this operation. And like, mm. I don't know, we just got to like be adults but also like have this like very friendly like banter about like well why would you pick this to play before that and i was like because you would expect me to do this and this and you gotta switch it up because if people can expect what you're doing in the set then like there's no risks you know sure. and my dad rapped so like once Thank again you. early music experiences so yeah having my dad on was fucking sick i appreciate <laughs> both of those answers because both of those answers are representative of what we were talking about before was so important to you about these shows was playfulness and like you know to whether it's like having uh kemi come on and y'all shoot the shit or having your dad come on and uh tease him while he raps for being stoned as hell like those things are elemental to why you're sitting here in that chair. So I just think that's really cool. A memory I have of your show, because I do listen to your show, um, that sticks out when I asked the question was your episode on dubstep that you sat in the room with Kenny, Adam, DJ Buck, Tall, Richard, Burt, Upstack, and I think that was everybody. And you guys yes. all shared different your different uh, favorite dubstep tracks. And I, I thought... That episode was also emblematic of playfulness because, you know, obviously five people in the room, it's going to be silly, goofy, no matter what, because there's a lot of energy in the room. But I think it was just really awesome as a listener to hear so many different perspectives on, I think, for example, a genre that just gets um, 
quite generalized. Like, you know, Bert and Tal's uh, selections were music I, I had never heard of. And Bert's selections in particular was music I didn't even realize was like considered dubstep. It was like, it was, expansive, it was expanding on my own knowledge of that, um, which was cool. It was like an element of playfulness and also like what radio can and should be also, which is just like uh, informational, educational. Edutainment, okay. What'd you say? Edutainment. Edutainment, okay, sure. Yeah, that is actually a genre and a field of a lot of things that we love. Like, if you love PBS, hell, if you love NTS, mm. shout out to my boo for sending me Gilberto Gill. Okay, yeah, I listen to, like, really wild shit. Mm. Like, <laughs> ethnic music. Okay, anyway, um, NTS... Which is also, I think, yeah, publicly funded or like city funded or something like that. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Um, NPR, KQED, all of those things. It's like, once again, sneaking your vegetables onto the plate. Totally. Mashing in cauliflower with the potatoes. Yes. You know, we're getting very valuable information about like our world, where it's going blah, 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 but it's through a digestible medium. Mm. And I fuck with that so tough. And the thing, the reason I didn't say the dubstep episode is because I feel like I love that episode and I had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But it was something where I felt like it was ex like that was an expected answer. Like I have so sure. much reverence for everybody. I just want to <laughs> say that you know you don't have to qualify whatever answer you gave. I'm I'm glad about the answers you gave, and I think it's important that people hear just the memories that came up when I asked you the question. I I wanted to share the one that came up for me, which you know oh, maybe expected. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't want to speak over you. I just don't want you to qualify your answer. I think they were great answers, and it's okay you didn't talk about it. Fair. I mean, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Thank you for catching that, because I was like, oh. I was like, I feel like every guest that I've had on here has some sort of legendary quality. That's why I said there's no one better than the other. Damn, you Damn, you're really good at this. <laughs> Woo! You catch my show every Monday at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, do you listen to The Lost Hour? <laughs> well, mine's only an hour, so we really don't have much, usually much time to talk, so I love getting to do this with you, but I want to ask, I, the reason I'm asking these things is because, you know, we're talking about reflecting our core memories of the show as listeners and as a listener of your own show you know we talked about before the show like what are some things you want to touch on in this interview and one of the things you mentioned was like as a listener what would you want to change about the show but i, I honestly don't like that question i think i would if so i don't like that question. respectfully and i i think you know considering yourself a, a listener and a purveyor of your own output you listen back to these things whether it's for quality control for enjoyment for um, nostalgia to, you know, maybe rem uh, reminisce on a nice memory from your dad uh, or other guests or stuff like that. What is, what do you as a listener, when you listen back to the show, what do you want from it in the future? You listen to a new episode next week. What do you want to be on it? You know? Ooh, okay. What do I want? This is hard to frame. Because I feel like, damn, when people be like, don't go into things with the expectations, I was like, oh, I'd be a, I'm the first person to be like, oh, y'all need to shut the fuck up with that. <laughs> and I think this is one of those things where I'm like, I do go into, 
I go into making this show with my with my playback in my own head in mind. Sure. So it feels more personal than about like the production of the show itself. So it's like, oh, like I make, oh, what do I make jokes about? I make jokes about my imposter syndrome all the time. And it's like, is there ever gonna be a day where like, I'm not like, I'm not sure. Like saying you guys are like being like unnecessarily modest Mm. when I'm like without me being angry or like agitated and it's like why do i only feel deserving when i'm agitated or provoked Mm. like when will i just talk and be like yeah okay what amanda said do you when will yeah like you know i don't think i consider what other people want to hear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> picking the songs. Sure. <laughs> so I really don't have to worry about that. Mm. But I do feel like sometimes the wax poetic in me will be like, oh, yeah, like blah, 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 blah about this like thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay to just let shit be digestible. Like it is the middle of the week. People are dreaming about Friday or whenever their off days are. Um, Like, it's okay to let escapism kind of, like, bubble up through the crevices. Like, I think with every season, I have had that polarizing, like, this is too educational or this is too silly. And it's like, it can be both at different times. And that's where the balance comes. It doesn't always have to, like, strike in the middle. Yeah. So I guess, I guess... What I wanted was it to feel like it was in the right place at the right time. Mm. But I have not given myself the space to just say, like, it already has been, even though it's not perfect. Sure. Because you really can't edit these because <laughs> they're live. You sure can't. Um, and I, I, I love the format of this radio for that reason, that it's 24 hours. There's always a show before you. There's always a show after you. Yep. I think it, um, yeah, I think it makes it. So I don't, I don't uh, dwindle on what I think could have been better or something like that. I think it requires you to keep moving. And the reason I, I phrased the question I did, because the original question was, what would you change about it? Is that when I asked you what you want from this show, you echoed everything that we've spent two hours talking about. You echoed that you're not so very interested in what other people want to hear. You want to play the music that you listen to. You echoed that you want a continuance of that like playfulness and that you want to hear um, the jokes, but also the up and downs of who you actually are. You echoed what you what you value from like Amanda's advice that if you want to pivot or if you want to do you or if it if it's not the same thing every time, that's OK. You echoed all those things about what you want from the show. And I, I'm not saying that things can't change or that it, the show can't be um, improved in a, a variety of ways or, or change in a variety of ways or be different. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm maybe smugly pointing out that um, you're happy with what you do here and that it can change, but it's uh, baseline good and baseline enjoyable for you and edumacational tainable, edutainable? Edutainment. <laughs> edutainable. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Um, wow i think i'm gonna cry again but you know what (laughs) in you saying that i feel like i have found the direction because i had mm. to think i was like is it um is it the emotions or is it maybe 
my own habits and operations mm. and just finding a groove because and oh my gosh hi ben shout out wait what is the name of the show before us uh it's the uh, it hard hardcore for- heaven power hour with tj neb 808 i was about to say hardcore happy hour and i was like i know i am mixing two <laughs> i'm mixing two um titles of completely different Sure. But similar, like but yeah, Ben's show is before yours today. Shout out Ben because we were talking about the format of the show when I came in to drop off my bag. It was literally right before you got here, mm. and they were just like, "Yeah, you know, I do an hour straight of interviewing and an hour straight of music." And I was like, "Wait, sometimes I have this way of grandfathering myself into a routine." just because it's a routine and not necessarily because it's optimal. Totally. So I'm always reevaluating the times when I felt my best, like, and why. Um, trigger warning, diets. Uh, I had to do keto to get my surgery, mm-hmm. and I'm very open about that everywhere. And I was thinking about why that was, like, the happiest time of my life, and it was because I'm a cheat-the-system-ass bitch, and I was like, you think I'm not going to eat fried chicken on a diet? <laughs> I mean, if it's keto, is fried chicken keto? I don't know. I figured out a way to make it keto. Like I was a, eating jalapeno poppers. I was making cheese danishes, pretzel dogs. I was uh, eating decadent. Decadent Be- is owed. But then I also, because it is owed, Period. because I was like, this is a means to an end, and I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, why was I so happy? I was like, well, girl, you were fed. Like, you were sustained. Because that's a diet that you can't skip eating on. And you were fulfilling something that needed to get done, which was preparing for a, a surgery. Yeah. And I feel like that, like, because I've been applying that, like, those thought processes to other aspects of my life, like, what feels good about this radio show? What feels good about the pantry? Because mm. I struggled with that show for a little bit, too. Because I was like, I have to be like... I have to show, I have to flex my sound skills. It's like, I don't have to prove anything. I exist, bro. That part. And I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. But then fuck Twitter uh, and its discourse. <laughs> Touch grass. <laughs> Touch grass and stop proving yourself in 160 characters. Um, at me. <laughs> no, at me too. No, I feel, for real though. <laughs> because I'm just like, no, like no one gives a fuck. We we are very individualistic beings. Thank you to thanks capitalism, but like, shit, it's hard. Like it's hard to experience joy and to just like let it be joy. And I feel like I'm starting to learn that like, oh yeah, you were you were ordering fucking Uber Eats like four times a week. You were turning up like. You were just living your life. You went to the beach on Fridays. You still worked your job. And I was like, sometimes I think about the responsibility and I let that weigh on me because of, like I was saying before, expectation. Same. And no one expected this show to exist. (laughs) That's fair, though. It's a creation free of expectation. No one was telling you or like counting on you for this to happen. You made it happen. So... In a weird way, I kind of have to be like, get over yourself. Mm. But it is an operational thing. And so when I was saying evaluating these processes, I was like, oh, 
I just found time to do things because I did the things when I wanted to and I didn't when I didn't. Mm -hmm. I know that that is very nuanced because sometimes it's not always like that. But when you can do that as much as you can, enjoyment goes up, like morale goes up. And I was like, ah. I was like, well. So I think the future of this show is just like, I fucking love interviewing people. Yeah. I love hearing people talk just as much as I. (laughs) Thank you. I I like hearing myself talk sometimes too. Sure. (laughs) That's why I have a Twitter. (laughs) Y'all think I tweet to be uh, ironic and cute. No, I just be wanting to write down shit where I'm like, oh, bitch, this was too good. (laughs) You know what? I love reading my own tweets like they're my goddamn journal. I feel you. Man, oh man, my drafts are silly. Yesterday's iconic save draft. I tried to rename my new USB Pound Town Mayor, but the computer <laughs> replied, "It's too long." So what did you, what did you settle for? Is Pound Town long enough? Do you have to go Pound Town May? No, I just went Big Lonald. You pivoted. You <laughs> <laughs> did a pivot. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I was like, something else will be named Pound Town Mayor, but we don't know what yet. <laughs> um. Okay. We're you know we're we're it's what's almost one fifty, a little over ten minutes left. Once again, you're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. This is Talking Noise at Noon, TNN. I am the guest host, Tom Marcy. We're interviewing the usual host, Lonnie Taylor, Lionel J. Bands. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on as a guest host. I have one more question for you. Uh, and then I'm sure we'll finish up with whatever songs you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question uh, for you is, what's your favorite sandwich? Just kidding. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. Unrelated. Wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. I was doing so well this whole two hours. I didn't falter. I did such a good job as an interviewer. And now it's all gone. It's we love brain. Tom Marcy in this house. While you're <laughs> regaining your train of thought, I would like to thank you for keeping me honest. Mm. This is, yeah, this is what I hoped that, you know, my listeners would do for me. And uh, as an avid one, I was just like, something was just like, Ask Tom if she's free. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm, because it is scary to be vulnerable. Yes. And I feel like I know how to evade myself because I know myself. <laughs> oh, I tried to win. Um, so uh, this feels really good. I feel like I can toddle through the end of the season. And I feel like between the conversation that I'm having with you today mm-hmm. and just little instances where I've just played out or I've bumped into people and talked about music with them, I'm like, oh, maybe this doesn't have to be so like tunneled. Like I feel like things started getting like vacuumed into like a little like tube situation. Sure. I'm thinking of sausages. Okay. Yeah. It's like casing a sausage. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> No, ground meat. Like, maybe I should start bringing on folks who have relationships to music outside of creating it themselves or playing it. Mm. I really love that. Um, um, I would just say that uh, that has proved to be fun for me as well. I had a couple episodes 
one in particular with my very best friend, Ariel. Hi. Mm. He came in the studio. Uh, he's not a DJ. He's not a producer. Um, and we just played music and talked and chatted. And it really had nothing to do with, uh, you know, hosting or, pl- or or curating or mixing. It was just like an honest, frank conversation between people shared over music that they both like, noise that they both like. I feel like asking people, like, if you had five songs to depict getting dumped on your first day of high school, what would they be? Like, that connectivity could be just, like, literally, like, an empathy charade if, of sorts. I was like, maybe the name will change. Like, I feel like I should not be scared to let something evolve outside of, like, the like the crust mm. of it. You know, I'm thinking about bread now. Yeah. It's like when you cut it out, it gets all spongy and it expands. Oh, boy. I really like food. <laughs> you see? Me too. <laughs> Maybe this is going to become a food ASMR show. Well, uh, you know, cheers to the expansion and continuing of the show, TNN, Talking Noise With You. And, um, clink, clink. I'm listening, so I'm always excited to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. What you finna ask me? Oh, I was going to ask something that I think is silly now, so I'll ask a silly question. Uh, if you could have a, uh, if you could, if you had to change the name for Talking Noise at Noon to like a joke name, like what would the name of the show be? Oh, because it started off as a joke name. <laughs> sure, but now it's serious. So what would you, what would the new joke name be? Fuck. Um, hmm. Talking Noise at Noon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Jibber jabber is so silly. <laughs> Maybe the show would just be called Damn That's Crazy. Jibber jabber, damn that's crazy. Pound Town Mayor. <laughs> Deluxe. No, I feel color. like the show would literally be called Damn That's Crazy. <laughs> damn That's Crazy is a great name. <laughs> like just because I was listening to what was it? It was like some natural disasters mm-hmm. on Lower Grand. Yeah. Shout out to their most recent episode called Dub as a Production Style. Mm. I painted to that and it rocked me and I need to find the DJ who does it. But yes. We know you're listening. Tap in. I'm going to put it in the Discord. <laughs> um, I was like, wait, this show is called Natural Disasters. Why the fuck is it called that? And then I was like, the title of the episode I was like whoa this is cool because dub is really big right now and like dub adjacent genres are very big right now in our scene in our community very much and I was so. like wow I was like this is just fucking compelling because I didn't know what the fuck it is mm-hmm. okay. I like that oh and speaking of dubs um, shout out to Soba and Gollum who played at 1015 on Monday night and played the only skeptic Whitney Houston dub, and I cornered Soba, and I was like, you need to tell me what that is right now. <laughs> Damn, I'm excited to like maybe start a group chat where we just only share Whitney Houston dubs. I just got hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think the last song is going to be this song that, it's another like Lee track. <sighs> I love her, okay? <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you again for having me on. And what's the name of the title? It's called Until We Bleed. It's actually Clear Up featuring Likely on the vocals. Uh, If you're a Skins fan, this was in the American version. Or no, it's not Skins. What was the one where it was like those kids? Shameless. That were in the jail. Oh, I don't know. 
fuck. They were like mutants. They became, oh, ooh, okay. I'll figure it out. I'll put it in the show notes. This the track. BFF.FM. Bye. I'm stupid, I'm staying And if Cupid's got a gun, then he's shooting Lies black, hair's bang You're my drug, we live it You're drunk